Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, we're back. Can I say thank God it's Monday? Oh, oh my, my God. God. No way. I'm not going to say thank God it's Monday. You thought it was Tuesday because it's been I like, it was it's so busy today, John. It's understandable. And I'll tell you, today is February 12th, my son's birthday. Yay. Uh, John Jr., happy birthday. He's going to be 31 today on Lincoln's birthday. Yeah, where's and the music? Do we have any music? Oh we're getting it. God. We're getting it. Yeah, we're getting this it. control room. I don't know what I'm going to do with him. By the way, they don't have any music for Abe Lincoln. How fitting that uh, Yanni's birthday, that John Jr.'s birthday, is on uh, Lincoln's birthday. That's very fitting. Or Both maybe two, maybe two great patriots. Or right? maybe in uh, let's say 2060, 200 years after Lincoln got elected, maybe he'll run for president in 2060. Oh, that would be great. John, that's hey. too far off. Too far but, off. Uh, we, we can't wait. Though. We need, we we need to help now. now. I vote for him to tomorrow. John we, Jr., run now. We're we, begging we to Governor run now. We got Governor Pataki. We got uh, in the studio. We have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, one good Democrat and one good Republican. And we have uh, an amazing, amazing lineup. We're going to have Cindy Adams coming up in one second. We also have Mozzie Pillup, who, of course, has that huge race, John, Is tomorrow. Cindy on? She's coming up in one I second. I don't even want to talk to Cindy. Oh, wait a minute. Cindy, are you on? Wait, she's coming on in one second. But Cindy is, by the way, speaking, can I say one thing? We were talking about mental acuity. Cindy is the sharpest woman in the entire world. She is so smart, so sharp. And now we have Joe Biden, who, Governor, you're laughing. Joe Biden, after that report, that's ridiculous. Oh, it's just awful, you know, but but it's what everybody knows. All you have to do is look at this man and listen to him, and you know that he's not up for being president, period. Alphonse D'Amato is six years, seven years older than him. Alphonse is as sharp as a tack. It's not not just the age. It's obvious that It's not the age. There's something wrong, and the American people know it. Well, you know who was on this weekend is uh, Mayorkas. And Mayorkas, who first said that the border is, it's not their fault on the border. That's one. And then the second thing he said, you're going to love this, Governor Pataki. He said, you know what? Uh, Biden is sharp as a tack. He well, is top of his game. Well, why should he start, no. start answering questions honestly? I mean, he, he hasn't in the past. So why should he change now? You know, it's just terrible. Isn't that it, incredible? It's a sad commentary, but, uh, we- but we have to carry on and move forward. That's all. We are at the worst and most difficult times in our life, facing enemies both domestic and external, and we have the weakest leadership in my lifetime. And we also have, uh, right now, we have Defense Secretary Austin, who is incapacitated again today. And I will say that in the middle of all of this, that here is Congressman Mike McCall. And Congressman Mike McCall was saying... That wait a minute, uh, we've got an incapacitated defense secretary and we also have, you know, Biden. And he, uh, Mike McCall had a great line. He's like, wait a minute, we got this, 
We got a twofer right now. Think about it. We got the defense secretary who's sadly back in the hospital again. And then separately, we have Biden after this Robert Hur. You you forget, Rita, that we also have Kamala Harris. You know, Kamala Harris is a foreign policy expert. So we can count on her because she explained how Ukraine is a little country next to Russia, which is a big country. So that gives you a great deal of confidence in the leadership of this country yeah, at it, this critical time. At this critical time. Um, and that's the big issue, you guys. I mean, that's why we are so worried. Hey, we've got Cindy Adams here. Hello, 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 hello. What do you want to talk to Governor, me about? Well, you have yesterday you made international news. Yeah. You announced that if, or you have good sources that say that uh, Michelle Obama is running, and the, the Obama uh, David Axelrod, yeah, David Axelrod, David Axelrod, yep, made an announcement said Cindy Adams is wrong; she is not running. I so, didn't say she's running; she wants to run. She should run away from all of us. That's where she should run because before she was, when she was poor. When she came before she came into the White House, she was a very not nice lady. She hated everyone. And then when she became rich, she became a little bit nicer. But if they really want a lady instead of her, they should get RuPaul, a much nicer lady than she is. That's all I'm saying. She's not a nice lady. What I said was she did go around and talk to people. She she sounded out people. The idea was out there, but and some she, of those people came and whispered it in your ear, and that's what you were uh, telling us a story about. That's right. That's right. You know that on the internet they called her Mike M I K E because she is not such a sweet lady. But that's okay. You believe everything you hear on CNN, even people who work on CNN don't believe what's on I CNN. I believe everything that Cindy Adams tells me. <laughs> I agree. My my bet's on Cindy. Uh, that's, that's good. That's good. If you first of all, Mindy, Mrs. Mrs. Obama has had more Botox than Dolly Parton. It's amazing that she can actually move her mouth. And she was looking at the possibility. And the Democrats were looking at her as a possibility. She's not going anywhere. Well, neither am I. What do you I mean? Joe Biden uh, was born around when? Around Lincoln's time? Today's Lincoln's birthday. I think that he was born when George Washington was president. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Cindy, what do you make of his, you know, the report clearly said he is uh, three sheets to the wind, I guess, memory wise. Your thoughts when you when you see this and how concerned you are as an American. You must know him from the old days. Listen, he passed away emotionally and mentally a long time ago. First of all, if you want to put migrants somewhere, let them start with Delaware. That's okay with me. Stick the damn migrants in Delaware. He does not know where he is at the moment. And there is a book that will be coming out that will say that it was his brother who was the brains behind an awful lot of what happened. Wow. Wow. 
That'll be breaking news. Yeah, that will be interesting. When is that coming yeah, out? By the way, listen, I, 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 I got to shut my mouth. I'm not paid enough to all say right. all this Cindy, stuff. Cindy's show. <laughs> Cindy's on every Sunday. It's great. And Cindy's show between 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock on Sunday is one of the greatest shows that uh, WABC has. And she's in the uh, New York Post. How many days a week in the New York Post? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And you were there when Alexander Hamilton started. Cindy, I'm going to kick him for you, okay? Thank you. Thank you, you, Cindy Adams. We love you. We love you, you, Cindy. Thank you, baby. Thank Thank you, you, Cindy. We love you. Thank you. And she, I, she is the greatest. She and is great. I love her. And by the way, speaking of feisty listen, women. No, n- nobody can accuse us of uh, not being age sensitive. Well, that's why, you know what? <laughs> her looking at Biden, it was an interesting perspective. We all see it. I mean, Cindy is sharp as it. Listen to this sharp woman. Sharp as a tack. She is amazing. She's and just she's, too restrained. She's, no. does, she's not <laughs> willing <laughs> to speak her mind. And she loves Michelle Obama. Yeah. To hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I want her someday to really be frank and let us know. Yeah, what she's exactly. Thinking. Exactly. Well, we're talking about spunky and feisty women who care about this country. And joining us now, we have Mozzie Pillip, uh, who's also another great spunky, feisty woman. Uh, and of course, in the big race, it is Mozzie versus Swazi. Everybody, you got to get out and vote. Uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. is the election day. They already had early voting, but tomorrow, come on out. Doesn't matter if it snows, it rains, whatever it is, you got to get out and vote. And uh, Mozzie, we're so happy you're here with us. Uh, I want to have you talk about, first off, security and border. That is number one, right? <laughs> talk about how important that is. Yes, definitely. First of all, I would like to thank you for having me again. Um, tomorrow election is a very important one as, uh, because it's about uh, uh, saving our country, it's about securing our borders, it's about stopping uh, uh, illegal immigrants coming to our country. Under President uh, Biden and Thomas Wazi, when he was uh, in Congress in majority, they created this mess. Now we are paying the price. It's a big price. We see unvaded migrants came in and they attacked even last week or two weeks ago some of the police officers and then just last week, they attacked one of uh, my residents here in Nassau County. And then Times Square, we have another shooting. And everything happening because, again, the border is not secure. And then on top of that, we are very soft on crime. And we are allowing criminals to go out of, you know, no bail. Uh, that's the big problem. This is, again, Biden, Tom Swazi, and tomorrow election is to stop this nonsense. Tell everybody, too, what time the polls close tomorrow, too, what time they open, so people who are listening, because a lot of our listeners are there in Nassau County, New York. And in Queens. Sure, and in from, Queens. Yes, yes, from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. I'm encouraging everyone to go out to vote. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's, it's snow, really. It's about saving our country, and it's our obligation, each one of us, to do and that. Thank you, Mazi. And, and the number one thing that me and you talked about you want to protect Nassau County and Queens from from the migrants coming up and 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 going all over Nassau County. And I understand that Swazi wants to. If President Biden wants them in, that he'll he will vote with President Biden to bring them in. One hundred percent. You know, we already know that because when he was in the majority, he voted with Biden one hundred percent of the time. He decided to open with Biden the southern border. He voted. Uh, over 90% with the squad members. He kicked ice from Nassau County. He he, th- he, he, threw out, he threw out the ice 
uh, from Nassau County. And, and he who, bragged about it. What, what does that stand for? Yeah, the Immigration and Customs the immigration Enforcement. People that were going to control Nassau County. And protect Swazi Nassau County. Kicked them out. Do we have that, that tape of that? When I was county executive in Nassau County, I kicked ICE out of Nassau County. And that's, quote, that's from what? Tom Swazi's uh, uh, um, mouth directly. And exactly it. Governor Pataki? Yeah, Mozzie, this is George Pataki, and thank you for running. And, I, I, and all I can say is I really hope everyone who's listening gets out tomorrow, whether they're in Queens or NASA, and votes for you. This is a highly important election. To the, the most important issue today is the border. And the Democrats are not going to close the border. Biden opened up the border. Uh, it, the only hope for closing the border is things like you're winning this race. It will have a profound impact on how the whole country looks at the border. So thank you for running. Keep running hard. We need you to win so we can have some security in this country and closing of the border. Thank you, Mozzie. Keep fighting thank for our you. country. Take care. Yeah, Anthony, we'll do. We'll do. Thank you for Bye-bye. having me. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody, now, get out and vote. Uh, 6 a.m. Yeah, to 9 I'll, I'll p.m. You, tomorrow. Uh, a tidbit I heard that the actually the Democrats were panicking that they're going to be short votes. And I like to take it as laughter. But I, I don't know sometimes. They said, to, my friend said to me, they're calling Westchester for extra votes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So all you, you you vote counters out there, just, uh, you're liable listen, to get you're liable to get prosecuted we want, we for want, saying that. We, no, we want legal voting. We want legal, one hundred percent. Make sure everybody, every, one vote, one person. Absolutely. And get out and vote, um, yes. especially no matter what the weather is tomorrow. Get out and vote. It is such a pivotal one, especially not just in Nassau County, but in Congress, as you were just eloquently saying, because, Governor Pataki. And because the most important thing to understand is the balance of power and control in the House of Representatives yeah. is at stake. Otherwise, you're going to have total control of the federal government. By the Democratic so Party. everybody, everybody, get up early before it snows and go out there and vote. Absolutely, now, every vote counts. And we're going to a quick break, and then afterwards we have former NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton because we're talking about the cases with the migrants or some big gangs, and also very sadly, NYPD. Officers are being attacked at a record pace. 5,000 last year. Unbelievable. This is crazy. We're going to talk about that with the great former NYPD commissioner after the break. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Breaking news. WABC. And joining us now is some big breaking news on Cats and Cosby. Curtis Lewa, a shooting has taken place about half hour ago. Yeah, in fact, number four train station, Mount Eden. Uh, it's uh, 45 years since we started the Guardian Angels on the number four train. Right on that, so we're familiar with it. Six people shot, and obviously police are flooding the area. But this comes on the heels of the mayor having to admit we've had a 50% increase in subway crime in the last month because they ran out of funding. And you, your guest up next, Chief Bratton, I first met him when uh, David Dinkums brought him on as the transit police commissioner. So I'm sure uh, 
uh, he, he's very knowledgeable about that. So, Curtis, tell us who was shooting and what's the condition real quick of the people. Not, there, not right? sure. Uh, the Guardian right. Angels just let me know they were on a train further south, that there had been a shooting at Mount Eaton, six people. All oh, right. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Curtis. Looking out. Yeah, keep us posted. Thank you very much. Let's and, go to uh, yeah, we have, Commissioner Bratton. Exactly. He joins us now here on Cats and Cosby. Commissioner, um, you just heard from Curtis, first off, how sad. Uh, that uh, six people shot at that subway station in the Bronx. The information is very preliminary. This incident happened within the last hour. Uh, even the number of victims uh, for two different numbers, five or six. Uh, but it is uh, reflective, unfortunately, of the level of violence that we're seeing repeatedly in the city. And anything that happens in the subway is magnified tenfold. Because most people in the city use the subway or buses at some point in time. So it is, they might be living in the safest parts of the city, but if they're traveling through other areas that are less safe, it just increases their fear. And that's the reality of it. You know, it comes um, as we're hearing all these reports, Commissioner Bratton, of these different gangs, like these Venezuelan gangs uh, that seem just ruthless. And we've seen um, using uh, essentially these mopeds, these stolen mopeds, stealing jewelry, stealing, stealing phones. That woman was dragged down the street. This is a very dangerous, scary time, I think, for New Yorkers. They don't feel safe. I'm very familiar with the Venezuelan gangs. I consulted down there during the uh, former president's time, uh, President Chavez. Uh, I was working for the mayor of uh, uh, the capital city of Venezuela. And we got the crime rate, the murder rate, down by almost 50% about six months. I had the Jack Maple of Venezuelan crime fighters to work with, uh, uh, Simone, uh, even over some of us. And uh, um, so I'm very familiar with the crime situation down there. And now it's migrated, unfortunately, here to New York and many other American cities. And uh, it's not as if we don't have enough crime as it is, but now, now we're bringing even more into the country. Judge Weinberg. Commissioner, good to talk to you again. What I've read about this Venezuelan gang is they're ruthless, they're violent, they uh, torture people to death, they put it on on film, they're very well organized. How do we protect ourselves against this invasion? Well, good news is the department, the NYPD, I spoke earlier in the day to some of the senior leadership of the department, they are already having significant meetings, working with various federal agencies, working with former uh, Venezuelan police officials who are very intimate with these gangs. The idea is to learn as much as they can, as quickly as they can about them, and then as quickly as possible identify who's uh, among the migrant population are working with and for these gangs. Uh, But it's just the beginning of that effort, and what we're seeing here, I think, with some of the events of last week in Times Square, shooting at the police officer, wounding the Brazilian tourists, it's just the tip of the iceberg of what we may see going forward, unfortunately. Uh, Commissioner, the uh, uh, New York Post reported today that in 2023 we had 5,000 police officers beat up or or harassed or whatever. And, uh, how, well, how many were there during your period of time when you were commissioner? John, those numbers now uh, basically exceed anything of my experience, both during the 2014 to 16. Uh, time in office and back in uh, transit 1990 or in uh, Commission 94, 96. No, those numbers, uh, uh, they're frightening, particularly the serious injuries. There's three categories of, uh, of injury that the department uses, and the more serious 
that people are hospitalized, uh, broken bones, shooting victims, etc. Those numbers have increased dramatically. Ironically, if you match that up against the number of individuals injured by New York City police officers during the course of the 100,000 arrests they make every year, uh, those numbers exceed significantly the number of people injured by New York City police officers as they try to make arrests and people are visiting arrests or shooting at them. So there's an irony that the NYPD has one of the lowest rates of use of force, deadly or uh, uh, less deadly than any department in the country, but now has one of the highest rates of injured officers in the country. Governor Pataki? Yeah, Commissioner, thank you for what you did for the city when you were in office. You, you did a phenomenal job for the people. Uh, looking at what's happening with the Venezuela gang, it follows an earlier gang, what was it, M13, that was brutal and, and violent. Uh, they came across the southern border illegally. All of a sudden, we have this Venezuelan gang. How did they get here? Are they coming across the southern border uh, with us just not knowing who they are, not caring who they are? And is Maduro, the head of Venezuela, actually sending them here to, uh, to cause trouble on our streets? Well, Maduro is certainly encouraging that they leave Venezuela as quickly as possible because they're, they're terrorizing his country. Maduro is the president of Venezuela currently and uh, a very bad man, a terrible man. And the uh, gangs are coming in several ways. Uh, for years, uh, Venezuelans were migrating, particularly to Miami, uh, particularly the more affluent, more well-to-do, the more educated. A lot of what you're now seeing with the current migrant uh, uh, rush coming up through Mexico largely, but some of it's still coming in uh, through uh, uh, Florida, is, tends to be more uh, the poor, the uneducated, the unemployed, and unfortunately among that population, uh, both victims of the gangs, but also many of the gang members themselves. So uh, the overburdening of our border patrol officers at the border is compounding the problem, the inability to screen a lot of these people out before they actually get here. That's where the efforts of the NYPD now, very similar to what happened out in Long Island, you were referring to MS-13, Governor, that was uh, the gang from El Salvador. I had a lot of experience with the Los Angeles when I was chief there. They were very serious problems on Nassau and Suffolk County for the longest time. But the police departments out there really began a coordinated crackdown effort with the state police and the feds. And they've got them largely under control. They're still out there, but nowhere uh, near as bad as they once were. Similarly, the NYPD will uh, begin its effort to crack down on the Venezuelans, but it's going to take a while. And that's why I say you're going to unfortunately see more of this violence, more of this crime, till the department and uh, the other agencies they work with get their arms around the problem. Commissioner Bratton, thank you for everything you do, speaking out for the NYPD like you like you did when you were there. And uh, keep keep speaking out. We need you, kid. Well, uh, I'm happy to be speaking on behalf of the great men and women that I was privileged to lead on three occasions, transit twice in New York. Got great cops, but there's not enough of them. They're not supported enough, certainly, by a large part of the political leadership in this uh, city, in this state. And unfortunately, they're not supported enough by the voters who put those politicians in. Well, you got to do something uh, about it. I'm, I'm, if I lived in Nassau County, I'd be voting for Mozzie tomorrow, but we'll see what happens. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what uh, happens out there tomorrow, that's for sure. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank and you. on the other line, I understand, uh, who do we have? We have Congressman Lawler. Calling in today is Mike Lawler. And uh, one smart guy, a congressman from upstate uh, near the Chappaqua area and uh, 
a little further up too. Uh, and uh, Mike Lawler, Congressman, tell me, tomorrow is a major race. It's going to determine which way our country goes. You got Mazi versus Swazi. Um, give us your interpretation of the race. Well, I think Mazi is going to win in a knockout. Uh, she is uh, the right person to represent that district. Uh, Ethiopian-born, uh, served in the IDF, a Jewish-American, came to this country in search of a, a better life, economic opportunity. She has served her local community. When you look at the issues, John, it's the border, it is affordability, it's crime. Those are the three issues uh, voters care about. They favor Republicans. Uh, you know, the, the disastrous economic policies of Joe Biden, the disastrous border policies of Joe Biden, the failed uh, pro-criminal policies of Kathy Hochul and Eric Adams. Those are the issues that people care about. And I think Mozzie uh, Pillup is going to win uh, over Tom Swazi, who's a career politician who voted with Joe Biden 100 percent of the time, who bragged about kicking ice out of Nassau County as county executive. Uh, tomorrow's a big day, and it'll be a harbinger of, of the November elections. So if Joe Biden says keep those borders open, the likelihood is uh, uh, Swazi will vote with him. Oh, absolutely. You know, he can he can try to back uh, walk all of this uh, now. But the reality is he voted 100 percent of the time with Biden and he uh, he supported kicking ice out of uh, Nassau County, he supports sanctuary cities in New York. This is why we're dealing with the, the crisis that we're dealing with. Uh, Congressman Mike Lawler, thank you so much for giving us an update. And we'll catch up with you after the election. Thanks, John. Fantastic. Uh, he is great. spot on. He's spot on. Now, uh, yesterday I had uh, uh, the assemblywoman from the east side. Uh, Rebecca Seawright. Rebecca Seawright, one great lady. I know her for a long time. She and is she great. really wants what's good uh, in New York. And I asked her. We asked her to look into about six months ago the 5G antennas. And according to a bipartisan panel in New Hampshire, they did a study that the 5G antenna, antennas should be uh, 1,500 feet away, four city blocks away from human beings. And guess what Otherwise, they are in New York? She says the New York law that they passed somehow, some maybe, maybe in the middle of the night, 10 feet away. Wow. That means there's 150 of them already. They want to put in a, a, a zillion of them. Wow. They're going to kill us by radiation. It'll be like living underneath the Alpine antenna. That was the old joke. Wow. That is scary, by let's, the way. Let's play that two-minute clip. According to the report that it was made in New Hampshire by bipartisan Democrats and Republicans, you have to be almost five city blocks away. They're putting it, I'm exaggerating, five inches away from us up and down Madison Avenue. Am I wrong? In New York City, you're supposed to be 10 feet. And in New Hampshire, it's 500 meters or about 1,640 feet away. So that's why I'm calling on a commission with my legislation to study the effects. Uh, We've looked at the New Hampshire report. uh, And 5G is, is just too new for us to know all the health effects. That's why I've written Congressman Nadler and calling on the U.S. Congress to put a halt on this until we see the effects uh, of the environment and, and the health effects that it's causing. And we should, we should look to New, New Hampshire, of all places, as a leader in, in their report 
and their top scientists that have come out uh, with the distance. And we we should uh, definitely, you know, be calling on a moratorium. For our listeners out there, if they want to join an advocacy group, go to www.newyorkers, the number four, wiredtech.com. And so I encourage our listeners today to go to www.newyorkers4, the number four, not spelled out, wiredtech.com, and join the advocacy organizations. Carnegie Hill Neighbors is also very involved in spearheading this. Um, and uh, we need to do all we can to halt it and to stop it in its tracks before any more towers go up. Bravo. I'm glad she's at least fighting Thank a good you, fight. Seawright. That I is mean, scary, John. It is scary where independents, the Republicans and Democrats in New Hampshire, you're supposed to be 1,500 meters or 500 meters. 1,500 feet. feet. And she's saying feet. 10 feet here and, in New York. And, 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 and how can he pass a law 10 feet and put it up and down Madison Avenue? That's amazing. And it's all across the city they're doing this. That who, is amazing. I want to know who got paid in New York City to get that done. Yeah, that is so dangerous. By the way, you heard her mention the website. Make sure everybody check it out because that is scary stuff. People need to speak out about it. Now, I understand we got some hot news, Rita. It's the top news of the day, sponsored by Goya. Here's Rita Cosby. Well, as you heard here at the top on Cats and Cosby, we have an update about that shooting that took place on the subway in the Bronx at the station. Police are now on the scene after six people were shot there. Investigators say it happened on a northbound number four train at the Mount Eden stop. Authorities say those shot include four males and two female teens. Cops say that a fight started on the train and then it spilled out onto the platform when suddenly gunshots rang out everywhere. Police are looking for the suspected shooter. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre telling reporters today that Biden's age and experience make him an effective leader. This following last week's special counsel report on Biden keeping classified documents, which said that the president was too old and forgetful to be prosecuted. And now some stunning new details in a new poll that just came out after that special counsel report conducted. It says that 86 percent, this is according to an ABC News Ipsos poll, 86 percent of Americans feel Biden is too old to serve. And rideshare drivers aren't feeling the love, it seems. Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash drivers are planning to strike across America to, uh, on Valentine's Day, which oh, is no. Wednesday. Yes, drivers' group said Monday that they're seeking fair pay. This is the first strike call since Uber and Lyft went public. And, John, how could they strike on Valentine's Day? That's oh a busy one. And, and those and, are and, your Goya and, top and headlines. Worse is, you know, I keep ordering a black car. They keep sending me an Uber. I can't fit in it. Oh, but- <laughs> <laughs> well, an Uber shouldn't be the black car just because it costs more. Well, it's because we're having all that great Grimaldi's pizza and we're eating great Goya it beans. Be, it must be... Anthony. Anthony. It must be the Grimaldi's it's pizza. It's the great pizza. And by and the way. And the Goya beans. The I did best. use them again this weekend. You did, and? Every soup. I had soup on Saturday and soup on Sunday. I put Goya beans in them. They are the best. That's they the are. best way to do it. Hey, by the way, I think a lot of people like Goya and beans should we take a break Super right Bowl. now? We should. Let's take a break. And when we come back, well, we may have Governor Pataki talk to us about uh, his experiences and what should happen in Ukraine. 
You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Katz and Cosby. By the way, we just got an update. One person is dead uh, tied to that shooting that happened on the Bronx uh, subway platform near the number four train. Suspected shooter still at large, John. How sad. Sad. Very sad. It's sad, sad that uh, the subway riders have to live like this, and they've asked for a 20% increase. Yeah, and uh, speaking of increases, as Curtis was telling us, a 50% increase of subway crime just last month. So p- this is dangerous stuff What do you right have now. on them? Well, we have with us Congressman Chris Smith, uh, Republican of New Jersey. And, Congressman, we had to have you on. Uh, Judge Weinberg and I were talking a lot about this. This is outrageous that the U- uh, the Israeli military discovered tunnels right underneath the U.N. Gaza headquarters. And these tunnels are for Hamas. They're for the militants. There's an electric- electrical supply room. They were paying the electricity. Was it for the mili- militants that were helping the uh, U.N.? or? The other way around. Yeah, the other way around. The UN uh, people were helping the military. Yes, exactly. Isn't that shocking? They were subsidizing them. Yes. That's what they were doing. And they knew about it. That is shocking. Congressman, this is just, uh, this to me, we heard about UNRWA. This is this United Nations Relief Agency that some of them participated in the October 7th attacks. Now we're hearing that they had tunnels right underneath their headquarters. This to me is shameful. Absolutely, Rita. Uh, John, good to hear your voice again. Yep. The the uh, UNRWA has been for decades the one of the worst anti-Semitic hate-filled organizations on the face of the earth. Back in 2003, I offered an amendment that passed in the House of Representatives calling for the defunding of UNRWA and shifting, if, if we are going to provide humanitarian aid uh, to people in Gaza, it's got to be through a, a an organization or an agency that is not teaching little kids to hate Jews, uh, Hamas and UNRWA are indistinguishable. And the, the fable, the, the false narrative that has gone on for decades, especially now with the Biden administration, uh, I mean, uh, 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 Biden has given them a billion dollars in U.S. taxpayer funds since he came into office. Trump had defunded them because he and his administration clearly knew that they're teaching the next generation uh, and it's in perpetuity in their schools and in all things UNRWA, UN Relief Works Agency. Again, we've given them $7 billion uh, since they were formed. So our tax dollars is training, and it's really child abuse, little children who happen to be Palestinian to hate Jewish people. And we wonder why they want to kill uh, and, and, and maim and rape uh, Jewish citizens. It's, it's outrageous. It's in plain day. So this latest revelation, I wasn't shocked. You know, shocked. You know, maybe I'm shocked. <laughs> the famous uh, 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 Bogart statement. I'm shocked. Yeah. Um, I'm shocked. Is ga- there's gambling in this place. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. But what is in the place is the textbooks. I've had three, count them, three congressional hearings in the last nine months. The last was on January 30th, uh, in which we pointed out how how systemically anti-Semitic they are. Uh, we had wonderful and amazing witnesses, including Hilla Noor, uh, Martha Sheff uh, from the Impact SC, Noor's from UN Watch. And they, in chapter and verse, pointed out there's never going to be a change. These kids will hate in perpetuity if we keep funding UNRWA, because when they're four, five, six, and seven, uh, by the time they're 10, they are so indoctrinated 
with hatred towards Crazy. Jewish Crazy. men, men, women, and children. I got so some, we uh, got to defund it. We I got, got to defund it. My bill passed, John. It passed in the committee, uh, 30 to 19, um, uh, last week. We're hoping to get it on the floor very shortly. There was a Democrat amendment that was offered that would put in a waiver, and waivers are saying, you know, um, the president can say he doesn't have to do it uh, and, and, and defund them. And, that, and this so-called pause by Biden, um, my fear is that they'll look just at the dozen or so um, UNRWA workers that participated in October 7th, and that's not the issue. That's the tip of the anti-Semitic iceberg. They have to look at how tainted and how cruel UNRWA is abusing Palestinian kids to hate Jews. Well, we got, by the way, we got some more breaking news, but I'm going to have uh, Bob Brown, our news uh, uh, guy that's uh, running the newsroom right now, check it out for us. A case of bubonic plague was just reported in Oregon. Bob Brown, would you check it out before we report it? Uh, Governor Pataki? Um, first, Congressman, thank you for doing this. You're absolutely right. This organization has been nothing but an anti-Semitic um, uh, propaganda outfit helping Hamas. And cutting them off is long overdue. And thank you for keeping up that fight. Oh, thank you, Governor. Thank you for you know, your support for cutting it as well. Deeply yeah. appreciate well, it. Thank you, thank Congressman. Thank you so much, Congressman. And Keep we'll up catch the up good you, fight. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank That's you. great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Now. Governor, it's up to you now. You, you, you have your two cents, and you, and you're up in arms of what's going on in Ukraine. I am, but yeah, I mean, now the bubonic plague, uh, <laughs> yes, six shootings on the subway. We were talking about the break. Police we were talking about the break. We're looking for you know, good news. I mean, we're yeah. looking for good news. Where's the good news? I mean, the news good department. News. We have any good news, please? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Lift where's it, the good news? And yeah. the next thing is bubonic plague. You <laughs> and know, Lyft isn't working on Valentine's Day. <laughs> if it, if <laughs> we don't get, get sn- if we don't get snow tomorrow, there'll probably be a plague of locusts or something. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it, it's just. It, it's so discouraging, and it's really a failure of leadership. And yes. I have to tell you, the failure starts and ends with Joe Biden. It's uh, unbelievable. And the idea earlier, the the White House person was saying how his experience of wisdom is so valuable. That's yeah. nonsense. The American people know he is unfit to lead this country. The special prosecutor made it plain what we already knew. And we just have got to encourage the Democrats, to be honest, Take a look and say this man can't run the country. But moving beyond that, that's not – I fear the politics as such is not going to happen. Although, you know what's interesting in this new poll? I was looking at the poll. This is the first one sort of post-Robert Hur governor. Right. A, a lot of Democrats, uh, much more than in the past. It's like 70 percent of Democrats are saying he's not fit to serve. That's a big deal. Oh, I think it's they moving. Know. They're seeing what we're all starting to see. It's so obvious. Absolutely. I think, they I, I think the news department just reported it was down like the 15 or 20 percent. I want to know how stupid some of these people yeah, really. are. Yeah, who are, the who are these people? Who are, who are, are these people? people? Stupid right, who are, right, who are those people going, he's great, he's sharp as a tack. Governor, Ukraine As you know, I've been there six times since the war has begun. People from my center have been there over a dozen times. And it's just inspiring every time to see how courageous and strong the Ukrainian people have been against Putin's invasion. To me, the most important issue is the border. Uh, and and uh, the Republicans tried hard to get Biden to do something on the on the border, and that failed. And what I'm hearing now is Republicans saying, "Well, if we're not going to get the border, we're not going to help Ukraine." 
And I understand the frustration over the border, but I want to make one thing in my mind very plain, and that is that we have to help Ukraine. Uh, Biden has borrowed over $6 trillion since he's become president. We can't find $60 billion to help the Ukrainian people fight off Putin. Look who Putin's allies are, the Chinese communists, Iran, uh, uh, all the terrorist groups in the world. And yet we're not going to help Ukraine fight that fight. To me, it's just uh, really outrageous. So, yes, let's keep trying to do everything we can to shut the border. But don't make aid for Ukraine dependent on that no, happening we, we first. We all agree with you. Mm-hmm. We'd rather fight. But the they don't agree in said, Congress. We, we'd rather fight the war in, in, in Russia than fighting. Uh, you have Russia fight the war here. Now, Absolutely. the one thing I don't understand, Joe, Joe Biden, President Biden, that he restricted the Ukrainians from carrying the war over the Ukrainian border into Russia. What does that mean? Uh, he is he has uh, been so slow to help the Ukrainian people constantly. He every time there was a new weapon, he'd say, "Oh, we can't give it to him. It's going to mean nuclear war." And then three months later, he gives it to him. As of this date, they still don't have any F-16s, and they were promised over a year ago. I don't even know if they have any of the Abrams tanks, and those weren't, he wasn't going to give them to it at all. So he's been very slow in helping Ukraine. But right now, the problem lies with the Republicans in Congress. The Senate tonight is going to take up two votes uh, on aid to Ukraine, and they're probably going to pass it by at least two to one. And that's a good thing. But then it's going to be up to the House Republicans and Speaker Johnson to allow there to be a vote. Uh, and if there's a vote, I am sure it will pass in a bipartisan majority between Republicans and Democrats. And this is this I is spoke, without border, right? This is just Ukraine this and is Israel. Just I, Ukraine. Spoke, right. I spoke to a lot of Democrats. I spoke to a lot of Republicans. I think the compromise is, and this is just my opinion, is that yes on immigration. Yes, we want immigration. Yes on 5,000 a day. But let's build, let's build. Ellis Island type operations. I say not to 5,000 a day. No, that I don't vetted. Care. No, let's have an Ellis Island operation. And vet them. And, and vet them. So we know who's coming and going. I want to know what Democrat is against having an Ellis Island operation. John, they're all going to say yes. They're all going to be all for it, but they're not going to vote for it. And, and that's the, just the nature of Washington politics. You always say yes until you're held accountable. They're going to be held accountable on a vote on Ukraine. Hopefully, Speaker Johnson lets that happen. And, and if there are a handful of Republicans who block it and don't even allow it to be voted on, it will be extremely disappointing to me. I understand uh, we have massive deficits. We need to cut spending. This is not the place to do it. Yeah, protect our uh, protect our you know our you allies. Know, I'm and- just going to give you one tip. Nobody in Washington gives a damn about the deficits, which is sad. Let's take a break right now. We come back with Bill O'Reilly. Yep, and he's all fired up. He's talking about border too, John. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Our next guest is the biggest nonfiction author out there. More than 19 million plus books sold. His new one coming up, Confronting the President. And we are joined now by the great Bill O'Reilly. Of course, Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly every night on WABC 9 to 10 p.m. And Bill, um, I know there's a huge election, so much at stake, and it's in your district tomorrow. Talk about it. He lives there. He lives there. Yep, 
Um, it looks like the weather's going to be bad, so that will suppress uh, people coming out. Can't call the election. It's very interesting why you can't call uh, the third district, because it goes from um, the furthest reaches of Nassau County into Queens. Once you get into Queens on the North Shore, uh, you're into Asian neighborhoods. And for some reason, historically, it's been very hard to poll the Asian community. Don't know why that is. Uh, but I, when I was at Harvard at the Kennedy School uh, taking a course in polling, um, it was very, very difficult. And people who uh, live in San Francisco will tell you that as well, to uh, get a accurate barometer of what Asian voters are going to do. That might be because they're more independent. I don't know. So that's the wild card here. Uh, the polls have it very, very close. Um, I, it could go, you know, into the late night. But if the Democrats lose, if Tom Swazi loses, that sends a signal nationally. This is a national race, number one, because of Santos, and number two, because Swazi was really well financed by the DNC. He's their handpicked candidate. And they pumped a lot of money in here. Uh, and if he loses, that's very bad for the Democratic Party. Yep. Well, so far, I mean, I think it comes down to two items. Uh, who is going to help our borders and who is going to not help our borders? And, and Swazi has voted 99.99% of the time with President Biden. So the, the borders are still going to be open. Mazi well, has pledged to, to close the borders. If you, if you looked at the uh, political ads yesterday uh, surrounding the Super Bowl in New York uh, on Channel 2, there were two appalling ads, one from each side. Um, one ad by a political action committee accused Mazi of uh, wanting to ban all abortions. Oh, my God. It was, blatantly a lie and uh and a just an atrocious presentation the other wasn't as bad but it was still very misleading saying that swazi wanted open borders he doesn't however the problem with tom swazi and i've known him for decades went to the same high school of course i'm older than he is even though he looks older than i do um that's a joke. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> the he is not an open border guy, but he is a standard Democrat who will not or has never gone against his party. Never. Which is why he was the handpicked guy to run against, uh, you know, to run to this seat. They could have um, put Zimmerman up again, the guy who lost to Santos, but he's very far left, and, and they, but he's not an automatic vote, where Swazi always has been. And if Swazi loses, that'll be the reason. Wow. Governor? Well, uh, Bill, you know Washington better than anyone, and uh, uh, you were talking about how Swazi is not for open borders, but he's a loyal Democratic vote. If the Democrats uh, get the majority, if uh, Hakeem Jeffries becomes speaker, I think the odds of our being able to shut down the border without a president taking action are basically zero. I would I would agree with that. Um, 
but it's such a an emotional issue now that the Democratic Party has to disguise it now. Nobody is ever going to support open borders again because of the catastrophe that we are all experiencing. So they disguise it. But look, I mean, if in November, progressive Democrats, if they win Congress, this country will change dramatically and perhaps permanently for the worse. And that um, that's uh, uh, reason enough to vote for Pillip in my mind, because it's not just Pillip against Swazi. It's whether or not it's we Ma-Z, have. Mazi, Mazi, <laughs> I don't know the word Philip. <laughs> well, it's, it's Mazi versus Swazi, and if we it's have Swazi, remember that we're one step closer—a very important step closer—to having full democratic control of Congress. And Bill, I couldn't agree more. That we, we may never recover from having them in power for the next four years. No, you can't because it's too far gone now, uh, particularly in cities like New York, where you have criminals running wild, you know, assaulting police officers, beating up uh, people on the streets, and and there's no check to it. None. Bill, um, go ahead. Bill, switch and finish. Finish, Bill. No, I, I'm basically saying that, unfortunately, most voters don't see the bigger picture that we are on the clip. They don't get that. They're voting on a motion, abortion, or border, or whatever it may be, law and order. They don't see how far left the last three years have been under Biden. Biden is the most liberal president by far in the history of this country. There isn't Obama's second but a real distant second. You know, I'm uh, writing Confronting the Presidents, where we analyze every single president from Washington to Biden and whether they hurt or help the country. Joe Biden has damaged this country in ways that will not even become apparent for 10 years. The infrastructure of this country is damaged now. It's like a ship that you might be able to save, but if you got Another administration like Biden, because I don't think he's going to run again. He's not going to be on the ticket. But if they're in the same mindset, that ship's going down. Yeah, and let's go to Judge Weinberg. Bill, what I'm very concerned about is the influx of gang warfare on our streets. And you know, coming from Long Island, about the rampages of MS-13. Now you have the Venezuelan gangs coming in here who are very dangerous, and they're very well organized, and they have to be confronted. Yet you still have the constant invasion by the Latin American gangs. How do we stop it? Well, what the hell are they doing here? That's the point. Right. Well, what are they doing here? What are young men bent on criminality from a foreign nation doing here? They're here because Joe Biden basically said to Homeland Security, Mayorkas, do not enforce immigration law. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Alvin Bragg telling his prosecutors, do not charge criminals, even if they're violent. This is what we have. And I'm not sure most Americans know how bad it is. So, you know, I'm trying to be Paul Revere here and take it out of the emotional level into 
hey, this is your house. This is your kid. This is your retirement. Do you want it to blow up in your face? We'll keep voting for the progressive politicians. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And well, Bill, I'll be listening to yeah. Bill Riley tonight between 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock on WABCradio.com, on your iPhone, on uh, everywhere. At everywhere. WABC, and uh, everywhere, 770 in the local area, and on BillOReilly.com. And you know what that means? He's in 173 countries and 50 states. And he's awesome. Bill, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Bill. Always fun. Thank you. God bless you. By the way, I I think that image, you know, I was going to say that image of the cops sadly being beaten in Times Square, that epitomizes sadly where we are, which is why you got to think about that when you go out and And vote tomorrow. What what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth, justice, justice and the American way. way. And a new special one, God Save the King.